This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Dave, I, I feel like I need to apologize to the entire city of Chicago and all of the surrounding areas. Um, on Saturday, it was 80 degrees outside, beautiful. I was out on the deck enjoying the sun. On my deck, I cigar. had... Cigar. I might have had a cigar, yeah. On my deck were four or five snow shovels mm. and i'm like well this is ridiculous don't need this i'm gonna put these away right. i'm hey. gonna right i'm gonna do something productive <laughs> and i'm gonna put these in, uh, away so we never have to use these again yeah. right so i put them away yeah. and this morning yeah. snow <laughs> yep so uh, you, so you do so you are controlling the weather then huh it's like i went up to the weather gods and poked them in the chest right, right. what are you gonna do to me now yeah i dare you i dare you so, well, this is going to be good for pothole season. Oh, yeah. Because, you, as you know, a pothole is basically acne. Yeah. You know, so when the water gets cold and then gets warm and then gets cold again, we'll have... So we're going to start selling some stuff on the pothole maybe. store? Maybe. Is it still up there? It pothole. is. Pothole When was the last time you sold any <laughs> a pothole? A long time ago. Okay. A long time ago. All right. Well, yeah. we're going to have to start pushing it again. Yeah. we got to find our audience. All right. In the meantime, it's time for Minutia Men. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Actually, I was as I was driving here to the studio, I saw a guy in his convertible with the top down. For real? Yeah. So this is the dude who's like, screw it. It's the spring. I'm not going <laughs> to. You know, the other thing is, um, I was fighting the, the nice weather by... Not taking out any shorts. I, I, I wore long pants the mm-hmm. whole time until Saturday. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'm sweating my ass off. But I was determined not to poke the weather gods. Because of the shovel or because of the, the pants. Yeah. But you went ahead and poked them with the well, shovel. I did both. I put on shorts oh, and did, I did Saturday. the shovel. Yeah, so I was like, I, it's totally my fault. We went to the Sox game on Saturday. Really? It was gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, it was just... Granted, their bullpen is absolutely at Kaminsky. It, it was. Uh, hey, we've got a hell of a show today. We got to right. get cooking here. Um, I think this first story will resonate, and perhaps maybe even outrage a pretty large segment of our okay of our audience. Court denies benefits to officer for injuries sustained while on desk duty. Desk duty. A Suffolk. 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 A Suffolk, New York County police officer applied for accidental. Disability retirement benefits for injuries he sustained while he was assigned to a desk. While on duty, the officer Robert W. Bowden Miller, 59. Tell me about 59, Ray. <laughs> Does that number ring a bell with you? Hmm. So he said he rolled back in his chair. You know, he had one yeah. of those rollers, which then became stuck in like a rut in the floor. Yeah. Stopping his chair prompting him to grab the desk because he was worried about falling over. He did not fall over, thankfully, because he would have been able to, I mean, he may have broken a hip or something. And then he went back to work. Everything was fine. Okay. So probably what happened was someone yelled donuts in the break room. He's like, donuts. And then he, so, but everything was fine. The next Uh morning he woke up with excruciating pain up and down his, his right side of his body. He said from his ears all the way to his elbows. Okay. Okay. And he's saying that that was from him stopping the fall. Right. Basically. Well. It's possible, I guess. Right. Well, uh, sadly, the Aegis holding the 
county purse strings Mm -hmm. said he was full of shit and they said no and they rejected his retirement disability request now i'm not going to judge right obviously (laughs) a couple weeks ago i changed lanes yeah pulled a muscle have you ever pulled a muscle i pulled a muscle uh looking back uh, as I'm pulling out of a spot, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just putting Same my t- arm on the next seat over, yeah. looking back and, Ugh! Well, yeah. and let me ask you a question. What yeah. happens when you do that the next day? What are you doing? I'm in pain. Yeah, and you take a couple yeah. Tylenol and yeah. you just you just don't use your neck for a couple of days. Yeah. You know, you yeah. don't use your shoulder, whatever. This dude. Well, I also sue uh, Toyota. <laughs> do you? <laughs> yeah. Did I ever tell you the Ray Bronsky case paper severed finger story? Yes, you have. Okay. Yes. <laughs> for those of you it's on episode something go ahead it's out there it's out there all right well listen um i have a story that takes place in oregon it also involves police officers Mm. right i think we're gonna have a a whole police Mm -hmm. thing today uh vehicles stopped on a busy oregon highway so their drivers could get out and collect an estimated two hundred thousand dollars in cash all one hundred dollar bills thrown out of another driver's window the oregon state police said colin davis mccarthy 38 years old threw the cash out of his window on interstate 5 near mile marker 192 in eugene mccarthy was not charged with a crime because he told officers he was doing well and he just wanted to bless Mm. others with the gift of money um there are two red flags in this Mm -hmm. story and they're not really noted by the upi i'm going to tell you the first one right here okay you ready for this the money is believed to have come from McCarthy's family shared bank account. Okay. All right. Is there a is there a follow up phone call to the family? You know, uh, listen. Um, your husband, son, brother, whatever, uh, threw two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars in cash out the window. How do you feel about that? <laughs> right. I'd like to know. Yeah. But here's my favorite part of the story. The Oregon State Police said. Uh, we are urging the public not to go searching for the money on the highway. Yeah, yeah. It's very dangerous, contributes yeah, yeah. to hazardous condition. There's nothing to be found. Officers yeah. searched the highway for leftover cash, didn't find yeah. any. Yeah. Do you remember the scene in the, uh, was it Goodfellows? After they had the big bank heist? Yeah, I think so. Right? Yeah. And then they're like, okay, don't do a lot of spending. You know, we don't want to bring attention. Then they come in with their furs and their Cadillacs or whatever. You know what I think happened here? What? Is he said? I mean, he withdrew two hundred grand or whatever yeah, from his bank uh-huh. account. He put one hundred eighty thousand aside somewhere and just threw twenty grand out the window. How would anybody know? Oh, that you he are threw, a genius! Threw you all are, the two hundred thousand dollars out. You are an evil genius. Yeah. Well, my thinking is that there are cops that have bulging pockets full of <laughs> well, cash for coats. It's and, the Goodfellows yeah, guys right, right now. I think at Dunkin' Donuts every day they better bring change for hundred dollar bills. <laughs> yeah. That's my my uh, suggestion. Double sprinkles, <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> Two dozen. <laughs> yeah. Woo. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. Hey, we got a review, and this is from Pork Rind Tony. Pork Rind Tony. From okay. the ad- from the onset of this podcast, everything seems professional. Seems. Yeah. Uh, the quality of the podcast sounds fantastic, and the intro alone is incredibly well done. Well, thank you to. Oh. Vince Argento and and everybody else involved uh, really makes the listener want to continue listening. The conversation is witty and entertaining. This reminds me of good radio show radio shows. And that's awesome. And that is from Por- Pork Rind Tony via Apple Podcasts. And certainly please find wherever you're listening to our show and review it there. 
Yeah. If you like it, you can uh, check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com. And remember, opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H-Shows.com. All right, time for another feature. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So this is the part of the show where we reach into the Rick and Dave archives and we feature... Uh, some things that we've previously aired that tie into some, something happening in the news or something happening on the calendar. And on uh, this week in 2019, mm-hmm. <laughs> the film Avengers Endgame mm-hmm. premiered, which is the second highest grossing movie of all time, nearly $3 billion. Mm-hmm. And we had somebody who was in that movie. So that's just two times the Dominion suit. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, we had somebody who was in that movie on our show. Yes. Uh, he is the stuntman for Chris Hemsworth, who plays the mighty Thor. Um, and that his name is Bobby Holland Hatton. And Bobby was a, a very friendly man and was on our show. And we asked him about what he considers his uh, signature stunt moves. Mm. And here's what he told us. You know, as, as you said, pie falls, fire burns, everything. So for me, I'm probably known for the most, for the, the whole physical side of things, like the parkour, free running, jumping around. And I'd say probably specialize in a lot of wire work. So over the last 13 years, I have done so much wire work, if that's ratchets, if that's flying from buildings, falling through glass, wherever that may be. So, and that's, you know, wire work is quite unique, unique in a way for a stunt performer because you only really do wires if you are a stunt performer. And it's, you can't really learn it or, I mean, you can go to training camps and do it, but, um, you know, to try and do it safely and, and, and rigged by professionals, it's something that you kind of only do in, in stunts in film and TV. So, as I said, from the, from 13 years ago, I, I've been putting a wire and throwing it across the room hundreds of times. So you start to get used to how those wires work and how your body reacts to getting pulled off your feet at 100,000 knots a second. So it's... um. You know, it's. I would say probably wire work would be my general all-round physical stunts is what I'm kind of known for, I guess. What would you say? Um, so, I mean, that that sounds pretty dangerous. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Um, what uh, What is the most dangerous thing that anyone has ever asked you to do? Have you ever been to a, a meeting where they say, "All right, we're going to do this," and you said, "No, I'm not doing <laughs> yeah, that." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I mean, it kind of, it doesn't really work like that. I mean, obviously safety is, is paramount. It's the first thing that we, we make sure is, is is put in place. And that comes with rehearsals. That comes with, a you know, an experienced stunt coordinator and stunt team. And so everything gets, you know, rehearsed and, and is, is in increments, in very small increments. And we build up until it's safe to do it. So generally, depend, it doesn't matter what it is, the whole team collectively can pull it off some some way, shape or form, you know. So it would be rehearsal period and, and the rehearsal periods are the most important sometimes we start a film maybe eight nine weeks 12 weeks before the film starts principal photography so that gives us time to break down the script break down the action sequences and rehearse the stunt so uh, as of yet to date no i haven't turned down a stunt but again it's it's, it's something that we can as a team you work together to, to get the job done and that's what we that's what we you know we, we pride ourselves on how, how big is a team when you say the team like a what kind of people are you talking about? It really depends how stunt heavy the show is. So if it's a 
superhero movie and it's Thor or Avengers or something like, along those lines, or even Extraction, for example, then the team's pretty big because you need a, a rigging team, which they, they like, do all the safety wires and, and cables, etc. Then you've got a fight rehearsal team and then you've got, you know, utility stunts, a general team that help out across the board. And then you've kind of got two teams in, in two different units. So you've got main unit and second unit. So it just really depends on... It depends on um, what the, the movie is to, to actually how action heavy it is to actually be able to put that team together. But I mean, listen, it can be our Avengers team was was you know 30, 40, 40 strong, and that was core every day. Wow, wow! You know, uh, you've done some some dangerous stunts, but you know, have you ever been? Um, have you ever dr- driven in a minivan on an 18-hour road trip with three kids that were not potty trained? Because I, I haven't yet, mate. I haven't yet. But we've got we've got a little eight-year-old, and she she's um she's a handful enough to be honest. We don't need any more right now. Okay. Well, you know you so you haven't done some stunts that I've done. Uh, so which, she, uh, so she's eight. Is that what you said? She just turned eight. Yes. So she's probably the exact height. Because when I had three daughters, um, uh, like Rick said, uh, they were all, you know, they were eight and five and five. I had twins and they would run into me continuously and their heads were pretty much exactly where a very sensitive part of my body was. <laughs> and I would crumble. Have they ever. Where was that, mate? <laughs> yeah, right. So um, as a stunt person, have you ever had a crumble in pain after uh, your daughter whacking you by, in a bad spot? <laughs> Luckily, no. She's uh, listen. She's she's a little angel, really. She's uh, she's pretty controlled when it can, and I think she knows when she's she shouldn't and, and should be doing things. So actually, not to date, and hopefully it stays that way. Okay. Well, come on to Chicago, buddy. I've got three kids here. The Avenger stuff will mean nothing to you after he's, a week. He's a young. Him. He's a young man, Dave. He hasn't gone through the stunts that we have gone through yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bobby Holland Hanton. You know. I, it just really saddens me that your elephantitis and gout has kept you from being a world-class yeah. stunt. Yeah, stunter. otherwise, there really is I, nothing that uh, what I would, holds me back. What I think of world-class stunt men, yeah. I'm thinking you. That's true. All right, time for Or another. wire work. Say, uh, you heard about this new electronic mail? The new method of exchanging messages between people using electronic devices? Yeah, yeah, what's it called? What's it called? Email for Rick and Dave. Wow. Hmm. I haven't heard that one yet. (laughs) Brand new one. All right. So we got an email this week uh, that we wanted to share with you. This uh, comes to us from a former guest that Mm -hmm. we've had on the show. Last week, we shared the Anthony Scaramucci Mm -hmm. uh, email. This week, uh, remember when we had, Dave, we had this guy, uh, Guido Guido. Vanelli? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This, he, tell us, tell us so who that Guido is. So Guido Finelli, he runs the website rentahitman.com. Right. Uh, just a parody site. But, right. well. We thought it was funny. We yeah. thought it was funny, but then when we got started talking to him, yeah, he told us that, well, he actually has helped law enforcement catch many criminals. Right, because people think it's, it's real, real and they send him emails <laughs> trying to right. hire a hitman. To, and, kill, to kill somebody. Right. Yeah. And so he turns them over, over to the cops. Right, right. Well, he sent uh, us another uh, email this week. It says, uh, Dave and Rick, hope all is well in your world. Aside from my stupidity, check out the stupidity of this guy, Josiah Garcia. 
a Tennessee Air National Guardsman who was more than willing to wander down the dark road of being a hitman to support his family. <laughs> he had every opportunity extended to him to back out, but he didn't back wow. down. And it was in the Washington Post. Uh, the Department of Justice uh, has all the details. His uh his website is mentioned in the article, so congratulations to Guido, uh, because uh, you know he caught another one. Got another right. one. Uh, well, you know, should we really? Josiah is trying to provide for his family. <laughs> yeah, he's looking for yeah. work. He keeps hearing about how there's you know unemployment is low. He's looking for a job. I don't know. I, I know. I, I look at it this way: Guido's a hero, and we're heroes for for, for having him on yeah. to uh, to help out to spread the word hey so i've got another story here okay um and this one is a story definitely that i can relate to all right um mother says she called the police because she couldn't tell her twin sons apart a mother said she needed some help telling her identical twins apart so she called the police yeah of course Here's our, her tweet. This is from <laughs> Sofia Rodriguez, and this uh, is in Spanish, but... Translated. Yeah, the, the, the Washington Post actually translated for me. Tomorrow I have to go to the police so they can fingerprint my twins and tell me which one is which. I just won Mother of the Year. <laughs> yeah. The post, which she shared on uh, March 2nd, garnered more than 15 million views and was liked at, three, at least 320,000 times as of this past Wednesday. She did um, share some, uh, some follow-up posts. So she went to the cops. They fingerprint, or they footprinted. Because I guess, you, can you not fingerprint kids? Maybe they don't have, it's always footprints. Yeah. Right, so they Well, because they do the whole foot. Right, yeah. right. So they took the footprints, they entered it into the system, and they knew which was which. One of the kids... Um, name uh what were their names lorenzo and valentine yeah so now they know the difference between lorenzo and valentine and what they're going to do is they painted one of their pinkies now, now are they sure that they got lorenzo and valentine well I mean, and that's what we thing. said when we had kids Aaron and yeah. julia they could have definitely have been mixed up at some point right? right so aaron could very well be julia and vice versa yeah now i can definitely relate this with with this woman because the first I would say year of Aaron and Julia's life. I couldn't tell them apart unless Aaron had two little bumps and I think it was on her right ear and I would just feel the, for the little bumps on the ear and go, okay, <laughs> this one's Aaron or this one's not Aaron. We wow. didn't even call Julia, Julia. It was just Aaron and not Aaron. So, for, and it, this is like for the first, like I said, it could have been 18 months of their lives before they started getting, you know. I bet that Person. it could happen every time right. with twins, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, now, what's great is the kids just are in their rooms on TikTok, so I can tell them right. apart because it's yeah. just whatever room they're in. Right. It, and they ended up being very different. They're very different. Very different. Very, very different. Well, you know that when they, they, they're mirror, they're mirror identical twins. So when Julia would lose a tooth, like like the fourth tooth for the right, yeah. Aaron would lose that exact same tooth, but from the left. Really? At the exact same time. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. I have a story for you because uh, very soon the entire world is going to be royal crazy again hmm. because Prince, or I mean King Charles, the coronation is coming up. Don't you kind of wish, and I don't wish death on anybody, but wouldn't it be kind of funny if he ended up dying a couple of days before <laughs> coronation? It kind of would. Actually. Really? You know, it's like. How you feeling? Uh, you know, I got this cold, but I think I'll be fine. And then, yeah. 
I, you know, I'm really not feeling the passion uh, that uh, previous coronations have gotten or yeah. previous weddings, like royal weddings and stuff. Uh, it's kind of muted. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, there's memorabilia everywhere. And uh, I found some of the funniest ones. Okay. Uh, actually, I'm going to do this in a in minutia quiz oh. form, if that's okay with you. Sure. You tell me which one of these is not a real piece of memorabilia. Okay. Here we go. Time now for a Minutia Man. Minutia Man. Minutia Quiz. All right. So here we go. I'm going to give you four pieces of memorabilia. You tell me which one is not real. Okay. All right. First one is the King Charles III life-size cardboard cutout. Yeah, that's true. $39.95. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Is that... Pounds. Yeah, okay. Pounds. Pounds. Okay. Um... The King Charles Coronation Gold Crown Shaped Confetti. Yeah, that's so. The confetti that you throw, little pieces of paper. Right. It's gold and shaped like a crown. Yeah, it's 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 probably on a thirty-seven pound pistol with a die cut, <laughs> foil embossed die cut. It's totally doable. Four dollars or four point five pounds. Okay, four and a half pounds. Yeah, that's true. All right, how about this one? A three cheers for His Majesty recyclable tablecloth. Three cheers for His Majesty recyclable tablecloth for six point nine nine pounds. Okay, I don't know. All right, go. What's the fourth one? Fourth one is a three meter long porch bunting that says Camilla. We still like Diana more <laughs> for thirty two point twenty six pounds. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go with the fourth one. <laughs> oh, how did, yeah. how did you know that? Did you know that one of my neighbors um, is descended from British royalty? Really? Yeah, yeah. She lives two doors down. Oh, is that a is that a wacky joke? House of Tudor. Oh, two, two door. doors down. Sorry. Sorry. Oh my God, that's like sorry. It's <laughs> I mean, like the best one. It's that's a dad joke all the way. Uh, time for another feature. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So uh, this is the part of the show where we uh, read your emails that you send us uh, with your celebrity brushes with greatness. And this one is a little unusual. Hmm. Uh, It's from Charlene. And she writes, I work in a hotel in Chicago that gets lots of celebrity guests, but you'd be surprised how few stories I have. They all know that anything they say or do can be reported to the tabloid press. So <laughs> or on celebrities some stupid podcast. <laughs> yeah, are usually on their best behavior. When someone isn't, that info gets around pretty quickly right. within the business. There is one celebrity I heard a weird rumor about from my colleague in San Francisco. He told me that Megan Fox okay. refuses to flush her own toilets, like even number two. Really? Yes. Housekeeping told him that it wasn't just one isolated incident. Every time they went into her room to clean it, there was some Something. dookie yeah. in there, <laughs> okay. in the, in the <laughs> toilet. Uh, she's never stayed in our hotel in Chicago, so I can't confirm whether or not it's true. But I have to admit, I think about that every time I see her now in a movie or television show. Right. And now you will, too. <laughs> right, exactly. And it may totally not be true. Doesn't really matter, well, does you it? Know, here's the thing. I looked this up. Yeah. I just Googled it to see if yeah. it... There's a million stories about this. Really? That, like, apparently, this is a thing. Yeah. Which, you know, 
now I'll be I'll be thinking about every time I see Megan Fox. Kind of yeah. ruins it a little bit for me. I'll <laughs> really, be honest with you. Right up till this point, she was <laughs> really hot. Not anymore. All right, so I want to share something with the listeners before we go today. I found a cassette of, and for those of yeah. you under the age of thirty, cassettes yeah. are actually yeah. under the age of forty, probably. Right? Here's the sound of it. Okay, it's a cassette. All right. Um, did you have to put the little pencil in the middle to? <laughs> I did not. It says. Tommy Kempfer on the John Landecker show week of 1603. Oh, so, so it's only 20, 20 years, years ago. ago. 20 years ago. So Tommy, it was seven years old at the okay. time, and he is now 27. Okay. Um, and here is the, every day we were, we were in Huatulco, Mexico. Every morning, uh, John Landecker would make Tommy tell a joke. Mm-hmm. And here is one of the jokes. So I he just, was exploding kids for content. Oh, for sure. For sure. Here we go. Well, this is the youngest member of the show, and that would be Tommy Kiffer. Hello, Tommy. Hi. How old are you again? Uh, seven. And your father is the producer of this show, right? Yeah. What is the dirtiest number in the world? 36. Why? Dirty-six. You get it? <laughs> Dirty-six! All right! Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, I found that so hilarious. I don't know why. Wait, so you laughed at that and you didn't li- live at my lives two doors down? Come on. Oh, I thought that was pretty funny. So there's a bunch of those. I'm going to share them sure. uh, occasionally. With so not only did John exploit child labor, you're going to now exploit it 20 years later. I think it's only fair. Yeah. I think it's only yeah, fair. If you got to. We have people to thank. Uh, we have to thank our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H-shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Minutiaman. The preceding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?